Hey there, if you are ready to build your service-based business from scratch and ditch your nine to five, then I want you to head on over to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap and download my free ultimate leap checklist and starter kit. Again, you can head to shedidherwaypodcast.com forward slash leap to download my ultimate leap checklist and starter kit to get started on building your service-based business and ditching your nine to five. Hello and welcome to She Did It Her Way, a podcast dedicated to helping you launch a business that allows you the freedom to create from anywhere, design your own schedule in a way that supports you, and pursue what it is that lights you up. I'm Amanda Boleyn, your host, and it is time to do it your way. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by FreshBooks, which you guys know how much I love these guys. FreshBooks is an invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Getting paid on time as a small business owner is extremely important. And you've got enough to remember without worrying about overdue client invoices. FreshBooks has automatic late payment email reminders so you can spend more time building your business. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it for free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Head to www.freshbooks.com forward slash she and enter in she did it her way in the how did you hear about us section to get started. Again, that's freshbooks.com forward slash she and enter in she did it her way in how did you hear about us section. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Mag. Gusto makes it simple and easy to do your payroll. It automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal. It's modern. You might fall in love with yourself. Listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. You can try a demo and test it out at gusto.com forward slash she. That's gusto, G-U-S-T-O dot com forward slash she. Hello, She Did It Her Way family. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this is one of your first episodes that you are Tuning into, I just want to give you a big virtual hug and welcome to the She Did It Her Way community. I absolutely love hanging out with you guys and I look forward to recording not only the solo cast, but also these guest interviews because it is all about finding, creating and finding freedom in your life and building the business and life that you want. So if that is something that you are striving for and is a goal of yours, you are in the right place, my friend. And I'm so excited for today's episode, Solo Cast, where I'm going to be diving into the strategy behind building an online business from opt-in to core sales. Now, this is something that I feel like there's a ton of content out there about the specifics of each of the stages of building an online business, but nothing that really ties it together. So I'm really excited to share this because I know for a long time, I kind of struggled to figure out like how the pieces fit together. And once I saw the strategy, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense. Like, how did I, how did I miss this? Because it's been there the entire time. And to be honest, I felt a little imposter syndrome 
coming at coming to you through the mic and through the podcast sharing this strategy because I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, have I figured it out enough to be able to share it? And I realized that was just my primitive brain trying to protect me. And I said, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I haven't figured it out from a perfection standpoint, but what is perfect? And I know that a lot of you could benefit from knowing the strategy and seeing how the pieces fit together. And so here we are, my friend. Plus, I get a lot of emails and questions asking about creating online products and do I need to have an email list before I get started, before I create the product? How many people do I need on my list? Where do I even get started and more? So during this episode, my goal is to provide you with a better understanding of the overall strategy and we're going to dive into some of the different stages along the way. And when I started, I, like I said, I had zero clue as to how this whole online business thing worked and I wish I would have understood the strategy much earlier because it would have saved me so much time, energy, and dollar dollar bills. So um, let's begin. There are three key steps that I've identified when it comes to building your online business. Step number one is you have to have some sort of idea of what your offer is. Step number two is you want to create an opt-in that aligns with that offer. And step number three is you want to create weekly content where you can share that offer. Now, this is all just Stephen Covey says, begin with the end in mind. And this is exactly the type of mindset that we want to use when creating an online business, because this is how you're going to create your strategy. You need to know where you're going so you can build the best roadmap on how to get there. Now, the three steps that I gave you from defining your offer, creating your opt-in and creating weekly content, those are your anchor points. We're going to talk about how do you get there and how does that, how does that actually come to fruition? And it's all about knowing the best roadmap. So for example, if you live in Austin, Texas, and you know that you want to go to San Diego, it is a lot easier to build a roadmap in knowing how to get there because you know exactly where you are and you know exactly where you want to go. And if you find yourself in Austin, Texas, but you're like, I don't even know where, uh, really where I want to go. It's going to be a lot harder to build a roadmap and to build the strategy for your online business. So we have to get you into a place of knowing where you want to go. Now, let's say you don't know exactly where you want to go, but you have a general idea let's say you're going from Austin, Texas to the West Coast, that is a lot better than knowing that you're in Austin, Texas, but having zero clue where to want to go. So don't freak out if you're like, I don't know exactly what where I want to go. I don't know exactly what I want the product to be. That is okay. But let's lead with the lens of knowing that is what we're aiming for to build that roadmap so we know exactly where we are, exactly where we are, and knowing exactly where we want to go. And sometimes knowing where we exactly want to go shakes out as we begin to take action and we can craft that vision and we can start to see that. So don't be afraid to take action if you don't know exactly where you want to go. But beginning with the end in mind looks like identifying and knowing who your target market is, what their pain points are, questions they might have, and what they need help with. Knowing this will help you help guide your overall strategy from, like I said, your product, your opt-in to content creation, how you present your offer. And this is all about knowing your product and service. What are you selling? And let's say it's a digital course. Who is the digital course for? Who's the target market? What other problem or pain points can you solve? And why would someone purchase your online course? What value does it bring to the purchaser? Also, at the end, after diving into the three steps, I'm going to share with you some of the examples of ways that I've seen not only myself, but other individuals in this online marketing space deliver and present their offer so you can get a better understanding of what that might look like and also things to avoid. 
So beginning with the end in mind, your step one is you're going to want to outline and define your offer. Again, it doesn't have to be perfect, but what we want to do is start to be able to uncover and see that roadmap. And if you can define your offer, that is then going to shape your opt-in and it's going to shape how you create your weekly content. And this looks like knowing who the offer is going to serve. What does the solution look like? What are What's a transformation your audience is going to have? How are you providing value? You really want to get clear on those things because you're going to use that in your sales page and you're going to use that copy and that language for it. This also is a really great time to brainstorm different ways about, you know, is it a self-paced course? Is it a course built in with weekly coaching component? Maybe it's a weekly coaching program over six weeks with modules. You get to decide what is the best uh, modality and the best way to deliver this online course or coaching program or whatever your offer looks like, you get to decide. And so here, have some fun, play around with it, get a better understanding of who's it for, what is their pain points, um, how are you adding value. Again, this is, you know where you want to go. So ultimately, if you are going to lead people to this offer, we need to know and have a good understanding of what that offer is so that we can work backwards into step two, which is then getting people onto your email list that would be great potential customers for your course. And you want to develop an opt-in. Now, your opt-in should provide quick and immediate results for whoever signs up for your opt-in. Now, this is, there's many different types of opt-ins from creating a quiz, an ebook, an email course. And I recommend that when you're starting out to keep it simple. So think about creating a guide, a checklist or a template. And the, the goal of it is to create quick wins for your audience and for that individual who's getting on your email list in the beginning. You want them to be able to take action. And again, if you, let's say, don't know exactly what you want to sell, that is okay. Um, because what you can do is you can use opt-ins to help figure out exactly what resonates with your audience. So you can actually test opt-ins and it's still okay to go ahead and create an opt-in. If you don't know exactly what it is that you want to sell again, I want you to take micro action and create that momentum so that you can start to uncover the vision if you don't know what it is already, right? You can always go back, tweak and change and go back and update these opt-ins if you need to as well. And you can also test your opt-ins with Facebook ads. Now this is a maybe the next step and I don't want to overwhelm you, but know that if you want to test your opt-ins, you can. But going back to simply creating an opt-in that you believe would provide value that would then align with the ultimate offer that you have at the end of this roadmap is important. You wouldn't want to create an opt-in that has nothing to do with the service or offer that you want to present to the people on your email list. There would be a disconnect. So you want to, again, have begin with the end in mind, think about the offer that you want to provide, and then ask yourself, okay, how can I build an opt-in that would be in alignment with this offer so that when people are on the list, they're getting value in this is my target market that would make that would want to gain value and purchase the product. So again, it can be a guide, a checklist, a template, um, creative market. 
It has a lot of templates. You can get easy checklist templates from $10 that you can download to $30 for a bundle. Super inexpensive, very easy to get started. That way you don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about the aesthetics or thinking about the outline. You basically outsource that piece and you don't have to think about it. So, and we'll have another episode talking about diving more into opt-ins and things that you can do that create a rich and meaningful opt-in. And then the step three is creating the weekly content. So this is important for building an online business, which if you guys haven't listened to last week's episode in episode 323, how to create content without the overwhelm, I highly recommend doing so. There's also a content creation checklist that you can download and I share my exact five-step process that I use to create weekly content. So whether it is through blogging or podcasts or YouTube, this helps you build an audience and engage those who potentially may be your customers one day. It's how you provide value without asking for anything in return and and creating content maybe sounds like a lot right now. Um, You don't have to do it every week. You can do it every other week, but the main point is, is that you want to create consistent content and creating the content and thinking about the topics are going to align with the ultimate the product or the offer that you're selling at the end. You want everything to funnel into each other so that there's that alignment. Now, for an example, let's pretend that you are an online health and wellness coach. You're like, "Okay, I'm going to build this business. I'm going to create the I'm going to create an online health and wellness business and I'm going to be a coach." And ultimately, your goal is I want to create an online course that helps women to understand and practice intermittent fasting. So that is you beginning with the end in mind. You know that you want to create a program, a coaching program. Maybe you don't know the specifics on if there's modules, if there's content, whatever, but you know that you want to help women understand and practice intermittent fasting. So before you dive into creating the course and building the modules, you want to start building in value. And so the next step is you want to create that opt-in that relates to the course or this offer that you want to present. So your offer, your, excuse me, your content, your opt-in might be a guide to intermittent fasting. You might include daily meal planning guide to intermittent fasting. It could be a quiz, but whatever it is, you build that opt-in and that is what you continually share through your weekly content that you share. So if you are podcasting, you're going to share that guide to intermittent fasting. That's going to be your core offer. You're going to drive people to join your call to action, to get on your email list. And so then when it comes time that you've built out your coaching program, you have the right people that are engaged on your list because your program is going to be all about coaching them on intermittent fasting and taking the action. So as you can see, wherever it is or whatever it is that you want to build an online business, knowing what is the ultimate offer that you have at the end. So you're beginning with the end in mind building your opt-in to align with that offer. And then when you create core content that aligns with your overall business and also the course that you want to offer, you're going to have your call to action of that core opt-in. So again, I know I'm being repetitive, but it is so important. Begin with the end in mind. Know what offer you want to present to your audience and the people who are showing up. Create a opt-in, a core opt-in, or you can also test with multiple different opt-ins. An example of this is that I have shared multiple different opt-ins from content creation to Asana. And I can actually see which opt-ins getting the most traffic and most conversions. And that allows me to better understand what you guys are interested in, right? So again, it's data. So yes, you have your opt-in and you can tweak it, you can change it, but ultimately make sure you have an opt-in that aligns with the offer that you want to present. 
And then as you create weekly content or bi-weekly content that aligns overall with your business and what your target audience would be interested in, have your call to action for that opt-in. Now, there are different ways when you get to the end, when you're like, okay, I've built up, I have my weekly content, I have my call to action, I've built up the email list, I have, and again, your email list does not have to be thousands of people. You could certainly launch a program, a successful program with a hundred people on there because it's about having the right people, not necessarily always having, you don't want a hundred thousand people on there that aren't the right people. You would rather have a hundred people that are the right people. So don't think that you can't launch a coaching program or a course if you don't have X amount of people. But it is important to have some sort of some people to launch a program, which I'm going to talk about things to avoid here in just a moment. But when you go to present your offer and you are ready, you've got it outlined, there are different ways that you can present your offer and build in value. So some of the examples can go from an opt-in to a nurture email sequence to a product sale. And this is um, assuming that you are doing live launches versus evergreen, which evergreen is just basically a set it and forget it. Most people will recommend that you launch live for a certain amount of time before then you just go autopilot because you learn a lot in the live launches. So for example, opt in to nurture email sequence to product sale. My good friend, Natalie Bacon launched a money mindset course at the two thousand at the end of 2018. And she produces a weekly blog post every single week. So at the end of the blog post every single week, she had an opt-in that aligned with her money mindset course. And she also created content that aligned with the money mindset course. So she knew that she was launching money mindset um, course at a certain time at the end of 2018. So let's say three months leading up to that, she was creating weekly content that aligned with that launch. And she also had her free opt-in at the end of every blog post. So that way, when she went to go launch her online course, her money mindset online course, she had already primed her audience and got them engaged with not only the weekly content, but also the free um, weekly, the free online course that she had created. So she knew that the people that were signing up for that were also interested in potentially buying her course at the end. So that's just one. The other one is you can go opt in to webinar to product sale. And Amy Porterfield actually does this with her list building lab. And I know this because I went through her funnel and I purchased her course. She has a core opt-in that lives on her website. And once you download it, you get an email inviting you to a webinar masterclass. Now she has this on ever, this is on evergreen. She's not doing these live. Um, and I want to make that note, but she used to do them live and now she's got them on evergreen. So She's got a core offer that lives on the website. When you download it, you also get an email. I can't remember if it was like the day of or if it was a few days later, inviting you to a webinar masterclass that then at the end of it, she offers her online product sale. And again, she's turned this funnel into evergreen, meaning it is automated and she no longer needs to be live on webinars. But um, rule of thumb that I've heard through podcasts and books and courses is that you at least want to run uh, a program live for about a year or at least until you see like high conversion and you've worked out all the, the kinks and the tweaks because as you do webinars, you are going to be tweaking them um, every single time you you do them because you're going to be getting information about what worked well, what didn't, and you want to be doing that live so you you can make those tweaks. A third one, this one is 
the, the third one that you can do, and there are many, many more out there. I'm not even scratching the surface on how you can present an offer, but these are just key, key ones that I have found from people that I purchased products from, my friends, and then um, also myself, which I'll share a story. If you're not familiar with it, I launched an online program last fall, and so I'll share that with you as well. But the third one is opt-in to challenge, to webinar, to product sale. This is a lot of touch points, and this might be something that you would do um, high touch points like this if you are launching a higher priced product um, and you want to build in more value. You also don't have to have a higher priced product to build in this much, this many touch points or value. You can do this as well. Again, you're going to have to test and tweak to see what sequence is going to work for you. There's a lot of testing and tweaking on this. But again, the purpose of challenges, webinar sequences is all to nurture your audience and guiding them to purchase your product because you know it will help them and you believe in it. And more important, and most importantly, you want to know that you are providing value to your audience. And the key thing here is to continue taking massive action. So if you create an opt-in that no one signs up for, it doesn't mean you failed. It doesn't mean that it's the wrong opt-in. It might mean that maybe it wasn't promoted or positioned in a way that allowed people to sign up. Um, if you host a webinar and one person shows up, don't let that discourage you. I have been there before where I've hosted a webinar and I realized halfway through the webinar that I was on mute. And so you have to be able to continually take massive action and not be afraid of the quote unquote failures or setbacks that you had. Because the more times you do something, the more comfortable you'll get, the more, the better you'll become at it. And identifying what you need to do differently. It's all about continuing to take action. And one of the things last year I did a BYOB accelerator. So it was become your own boss accelerator. It was an idea that I had a very last minute. Um, I don't necessarily recommend doing last minute launches, but in the beginning, I think to gain that experience and sometimes you just have to go for it. Um, it was a five week coaching program. So I had modules that were dripped every single week. And I also had a coaching component where I did a weekly coaching program, but my funnel looked like getting people on the webinar, doing a webinar that aligned with the course that I was selling and then selling the course on the webinar, which we had 14 women sign up, um, within a 30 day span from when I had the idea to when I launched it again, don't recommend that condensed and crunched, um, launching, but I would definitely say without having that experience, I wouldn't have as much insight or intel going into the next launch that um, when I want to deliver an online coaching product or maybe I want to revamp the BYOB accelerator. So it's just, again, showing you example in the beginning, it is all about getting started and taking action. Now, what you want to avoid is spending time, your entire time and energy and creating an entire course that you're unsure of will sell, especially when you don't have people on an email list. Um, you can't, especially when you can't confirm that people are interested in the product. So one of the questions I got was, Amanda, can I build an online course without an email list? Like, yes, you physically can do that, but there's definitely smarter ways to go about it. And the smarter way to go about it is going through the, the stages that I told you to go through in this podcast, which is begin with the end in mind and know what you want your offer to be. So if you have an online course offer and an idea, know that, outline it, define who it's going to be for, and then create an opt-in that can lead to it. Then you want to have some sort of content generation that you're sharing information and providing value every single week so you can get people engaged 
and you can get, start to build that trust. And then when it comes to time that you're like, I'm ready to present the offer, you can start to brainstorm and decide how you want to present it, whether it goes opt-in to an email sequence to product sale, opt-in webinar product sale, whatever that might look like, you then get to decide as well. Now, what I did, and you can do this um, in any case, and I know other people have done it when they've done online courses, is that they will actually do, um, I did drip, I dripped the content. So when I went to launch BYOB Academy or Accelerator, excuse me, I didn't have all the content built out, but I knew because I had created my outline, I knew what each week the theme would be. I knew what modules I wanted to create. I had a rough draft of it. What I didn't have were, I didn't have the PowerPoints or the specific modules built out. But when I presented my offer, I said, I had set the expectation that the content was going to be dripped. And that meant that starting week one, only certain content was going to be given. And then week two, there was more content that was going to be unlocked in week three and so on and so forth. So as the creator and the person who was launching the course, it gave me time and opportunity one, so that, okay, first of all, that I didn't create all this content ahead of time and let's say no one would have purchased. So that would have been me investing a lot of time and energy in something that didn't necessarily convert. And so doing drip content, if you have your outline and you know the content that you want to provide, that way when people purchase and they are raising their hand and saying, yes, I want to be involved. Yes, I'm going to sign up for your program. Then you are able to just create the content as you go. And it's just a really nice way, especially if you're launching a course for the first time with a coaching component, you can one test to see and validate if people are interested. And number two, um, it, it saves you a lot of time if someone doesn't, if people don't buy. And that's also another way that you can do it. I really hope that this podcast episode has provided some clarity for you in understanding how you can create an online business. There are many, many different ways, but the last thing that I want to leave you with is just get started. So if you do nothing else out of this podcast, um, I want you one to grab a sheet of paper and brainstorm and take everything that you've thought about creating an online course and coaching program, dump it out and do a piece of paper. Don't worry about it being perfect. Just get it out. And that is where you're, that's the roadmap or that, that is your endpoint that you are going to strive to go for and then brainstorm. Okay. What sort of opt-ins might be a good fit for this state? Keep it simple, especially if this is your first one, don't overcomplicate it. Um, and just think you want to give your audience and the people who are signing up quick, quick wins. And number three, the reason why you want to create weekly content again is so that you can drive traffic to an opt-in and you want to provide value because if people are going to get value from the free thing, whether it's podcast, blog posts, or videos, they're probably more likely to sign up for your opt-in. And because giving an email exchange, which if y'all, any of you who have signed up and put yourself on my email list, I do not take that for granted. I don't look at it as just a number. I look at it as human beings and souls because it is a very private and personal thing to be in someone's email inbox. And so if you're going to do that and you're, they're going to give you your information, you want to take care of that email and you want to make sure that you're providing value in exchange for it as well. And then also, um, then that is after you've mapped out your potential course and then your opt-in, then start building out content. Um, and you want to be able to do this. And the last thing is, is 
if you start to get overwhelmed, take a moment back up and just go, just get yourself back into the state of like, how can you continue to take micro actions so that you can continue moving forward? Cause it can be overwhelming in the beginning if you let it, but I promise you it is a lot, um, sim more simple than what it, what it seems to be. And anyone can do this, including you, my friend who are tuning in, you, anyone can do it and you just have to have the right strategy and the right roadmap. So thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, hit me up on Instagram. I live in the She Did It Her Way inbox. So it's always me. You guys are amazing and continue to inspire me to keep going. And so I just want to like, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week. Get paid twice as fast with automated online payments through FreshBooks. You can give FreshBooks a 30-day free trial, no strings, no catch, no credit card required. Head to freshbooks.com forward slash she and enter in she did it her way in the how did you hear about us section. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll benefits and HR to small businesses across the country. They were even named best online payroll by PC Mag. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com forward slash she. That's gusto.com forward slash she. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. For more information, check out sheditherherway.com. And if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to leave me a review on iTunes and let me know what you think. Until next time, keep doing it your way.